my beautiful people. What's good? It's your girl Chanel Ray, host, of course, of this year Point Blank Buckets podcast, coming to you on another beautiful Wednesday, the very first day of December of the year 2021. Uh, just to give you a little teaser, a little insight into what this week's topic is all about, I'm going to hit you with a few quotes. Uh, so first and foremost, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Soul skaters. Double or nothing. So you guessed it. I'm sure this week is all about sports movies in an episode I'd like to call Sports Movie Bonanza. We'll be talking about movies from basketball, baseball, football, boxing, and all those in between, including Bring It On. Uh, So this week is going to get real friendly, real fun, and real nostalgic. Uh, A few quick shout outs. uh, First and foremost to my boy Derek, who I like to call Sir Derek, uh, podcast producer extraordinaire, and uh, of course, big homie. Uh, It is his birthday birthday this week, so definitely flood his inbox with all those birthday messages. Uh, Show him a lot of love uh, for everything that he does for this pod and and just being the homie. Uh, Also, big shout out to any and everyone who is celebrating Hanukkah this week. Uh, Celebration started this past Sunday evening on the 29th and goes through Monday the 6th of December. Uh, So again, everyone, please stay safe uh, and have a lot of fun, uh, but sending y'all a lot of love. Um, and other than that, we're just going to be showing love to everyone who deserves it and roasting everyone who deserves it, of course, as well. So stay tuned this week. It's going to be another fun one. Talk to y'all soon. What goody, my beautiful people. It is another Wonderful, wonderful Wednesday on this year podcast, Point Blank Buckets. It's your girl Chanel Ray here as your host. Got my boy Derek on the line as well, of course. My wonderful, wonderful producer and uh, definitely one of my top homies. Uh, so to start off the podcast, of course, we're going to start with a few updates and just a few friendly reminders. Uh, be sure to follow the pod. Uh, you know, we're, we're in the season of giving. So uh, be sure to follow the pod on Instagram and Twitter at point underscore buckets. Again, that is at point underscore buckets on both your Instagram and your Twitters. Uh, you can also actually leave us a voicemail. So, you know, if you love the pod, if you got some questions, you keep it, keep it nice, keep it light. Um, but if you have a, a anything that you'd like to say to us, let us know. Uh, we will be putting that link in the feedback uh, section, comment section as well. Uh, a few other exciting, fun updates for the pod. As we mentioned last week, we do have our first piece of PBB, which is our Point Blank Buckets merch, um, come in. So this Thursday, they will officially be available and in stock, which are our enamel pins. They are super dope. Uh, Highly recommend. And again, it is the season of giving. So if there is somebody that you have in mind that you would like to order a pin for, please do so. Right now, we're only taking orders via uh, DMs until our, our website is live. So please uh, get your orders in via DMs. So you can hit me or Derek up out uh, the description of the podcast as well. So no worries there. The pins are going to be $8 each in honor of the Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Um, also, we have stickers in the pipeline as well. So we are going to be uh, getting those orders in for y'all to have those as well. Um, goal is to actually have uh, the first run of those just be as an additional um, you do purchase an enamel pin. I was really trying to push those, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but other than that, like I said, we are super stoked to uh, 
get this website up and going. So once we have that, we will definitely be adding that link to the section as well. Um, so you'll be able to purchase uh, purchase merchandise and also be able to access our uh, socials and our uh, voicemail link as well. Um, so of course, too, as a weekly update and reminder, we do like to do shout outs. Um, again, especially with the holiday season, we are now fully immersed. So whether you are someone who starts celebrating Christmas and Hanukkah the day after Halloween, or it is the day after Thanksgiving, it is still the season of giving. So as y'all know, I'm a huge advocate for small businesses, uh, Black-owned, POC-owned, women-owned, uh, Indigenous-owned, uh, persons with disabilities, you name it, I'm going to support it. Uh, a couple years ago, I was put on to a loose-leaf tea company. It's called Hella Tea. It is based out of Oakland, California. Um, like I said, it's called Hella Tea, loose-leaf tea. It is in hip-hop. Uh, super, super dope. Uh, it's probably the best tea I've ever had, to be quite honest. Some examples of the tea, just so you know how dope it is and just how creative this woman is. Um, there's a few as such as Steep Curry, as in Steph Curry. Uh, E-40, as in the uh, rap legend E-40. Uh, I got chai on it, as in chai tea. Uh, and then uh, T-Short, as in Too Short, the rapper. Uh, so, you know, just visit them at hellatea.com or at hellatea Oakland on Instagram and Twitter. Again, those links will also be in the comment section of the, uh, or the description section of the podcast as well. So for our second update and uh, shout out, I'm going to send it over to my guy, Derek. Thank you. Those tea names are incredible. I have chai. I got chai on it. It's so, that's amazing. Definitely shout out to that person. I don't think I've ever drank tea that wasn't like sweet tea, iced sweet tea, because I'm a hillbilly, I guess. And that's all we ever really drink around here. But um, as always, just a shout out to the web development guys over at Kick Apps, um, custom apps, custom sites. Uh, we have a new clock in, clock out app in the works right now for all you business owners that need something of that nature. Um, definitely pay us a visit at kickapps.io or at the real kickapp1 on Twitter. Hey, and honestly, all y'all know somebody who needs a little bit of support. Definitely tap in, um, support those small businesses and, uh, you know, tap in with your socials and your networks and, and get the word out for them as well. Um so, all right, so for this week, we are driving in, and we've been wanting, we've been talking about, you know, getting into this conversation for a while. It's something that I, you know, Derek and I talk about all the time, just for fun, and I've had a lot of these conversations with friends and family, you know, throughout the years as well. Um, so we thought it was finally time, you know, it's the holidays, but no matter where you are, you're getting cozy, you're settling in, um, and it's the perfect kind of conversation to have that's light, it's friendly. Uh, but there could be a little bit of a, of a, a friendly debate there as well. Um, so what we're going to talk about this week is something I'd like to call sports movie bonanza. Uh, bonanza for no other reason that, than I just like the word bonanza. Uh, so we are basically going to be talking about some of our favorite sports movies across, just across all types of sports. So whether it's basketball, of course, baseball, football, um, and any other movies like dance and any other, you know, miscellaneous types of movies uh, that fall into other categories as well, we are going to sort of dive into that. Um, so, of course, this is a hoops podcast predominantly. So we are going to dive into what I would consider 
one of the greatest. But frankly, I realize I am biased, but um, we're just gonna dive right in. Um, as we always say, we are we are nineties kids, so to stay true to our nineties selves, Derek, let's go ahead and and uh, talk to the people about our love for Space Jam. Oh, it's one of the best. Um, my favorite pair of shoes ever are the Jordan Eleven Space Jams. I could not tell you how many times I've watched that movie in my lifetime. Um, uh, hundreds, even as a full-grown adult. When the new one came out, I watched the old one as more of a remembrance situation. Um, it's so funny. It's it's so corny, but it's just so so lovable. I will forever love Space Jam. Um, if I have children one day, that better be their favorite movie as well, or I will be a disappointed father. Um, <laughs> but no, I love it. I could, wa- I have watched it hundreds of times. I'll never stop watching it. Um, the shoes and the merch, just the fashion that's come out of it. I have a Toon Squad shirt somewhere deep in my closet that I wear pretty regularly. Um, I have a pair of Toon Squad shorts. Um, can't get enough. Love Space Jam. It'll forever be in my heart. I'd have to agree. I think there's something like I was talking to my friend the other day about uh, various like comfort movies that we have. Um, And that I feel like is definitely a comfort movie. And I I think it's one because it has the the game of basketball involved. Two because the soundtrack is fire. Fire. Um, Pump up the jam. Yes. is, Is and has been on my workout playlist for a decade plus. Yeah, um, as it should be. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, it is in so many ways. It's, it's, it not only, obviously, it's nostalgic, but yeah, it just brings out this feeling of comfort. It sort of feels like a weighted blanket in a way. Um, yep. so yeah, I think, and of course, it has Michael Jordan, which in it of itself, <laughs> like who is the greatest player of all time. But, um, I still would stand behind the fact that he, he probably is. Um. I also feel like, though, another movie a little bit down the line um, includes, not sort of, it also includes, um, you know, famous basketball players. Um, and I, and funny enough, <laughs> uh, so it has Bow Wow in it, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about Like Mike, y'all. <laughs> obviously, yeah, I, and, and we've said this many times, but obviously you can't see me. Uh, Derek Kang's we're on Zoom right now. Um, but uh, so in the movie Like Mike, it does it does feature uh, and star little... currently wearing a do-rag that is black <laughs> crushed velvet. Why? What does that have anything to do with Bow Wow? It's because when I went to supply to get said black crushed velvet do-rag it was on the cover of this package. Mr. Bow Wow. No, really? <laughs> uh, may or may not have been the reason why I chose that brand versus the three others that nice. were of an option. Um, I feel like a fucking badass every time I put it on. Um, he's still out here getting some endorsement money. I respect it. Yeah, still, he's still collecting his check. He's kind of like Shaq in a way. I feel like he just pops up on random endorsements for things. And I'm like, you know what? Collect your check. Uh, <laughs> I would if I could, buddy. Do you? <laughs> shout out to uh uncrustables because i absolutely am eating one of their uncrustables right now and uh still slaps um Amen. but yeah right but uh in talking about like mike 
I feel like that movie was kind of the first of its kind in that way because there were other movies that sort of made you feel like, oh my goodness, like that is totally something that I've thought about, but never to that extent. I feel like it was the first movie that was like a, they really turned like a sports fantasy into a reality, which was like, oh my God, imagine if I was just as good as so-and-so. Yeah. So then the fact that he came up on these shoes that belonged to Michael Jordan when he was a kid, which is the premise of the movie, right? And then thus was given his abilities is like, it's one of those conversations as a kid who plays sports, you sort of have those funny like what if conversations with your friend on the playground or on the field or whatever it is. And then they made a movie about it. And again, acting is horrible, all that storyline is terrible. But it's like, when you really, <laughs> when you really think about, you know, but when you really think about like, oh, actually, this is such a storyline, you know, um, what do you think? I have always just wondered how he didn't get injured while making that movie. Because if you watch the scenes where he dunks, he was obviously very just quickly yanked up and over to the rim by some kind of wire harness system. And I don't know how that young man did not get whiplash for the rest of his life. Um, But yeah, I think you summed it up. It definitely was the first to kind of to kind of make a fantasy, a sports fantasy, something we've all dreamed of, a reality. And it was hilarious watching him cross over. Like, I mean, he was young when they filmed that movie. Yeah, that's actually, that's a good question. He was but a child. Yeah, I am indeed. (laughs) I'm going to get, okay, wait, I'm going to guess 12. 14. 14 but not a huge difference damn you were close but um yeah not the best acting job i've ever seen though okay that's what i mean that's what i i feel like a little bit too um yeah i feel like um i don't know I, i feel like though with the players too i think that adds to like the whole vibe of the movie because we have like vince carter is in it I don't even want to say this person's name, but Jason Kidd is in it. He's very problematic at this point. And he was then too, but it wasn't as wide, like widely known. Um, Alan Iverson is in it. Yep. Can we just take a moment? We love, we stand Alan Iverson on this podcast. We do. Um, you know, so, but I feel like that's a, it, it, that's a perfect segue as far as like, you know, kids being these like amazing, all of a sudden being these amazing athletes or almost being like, prodigies obviously like bow wow and like mike was not a prodigy because he put on these shoes that gave him the talent right but i feel like the movie sandlot mm. uh, which for y'all who don't know which I, no worries definitely put it on your watch list so the movie sandlot is a baseball movie um and that kid benny the jet rodriguez yes Let the people people know, Derek. Oh, my God. He was a freak of nature. (laughs) Made it all the way to the Dodgers by the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. But you know what? If you haven't seen it yet, (laughs) that's your problem. Chanel said no problem. I disagree. It's a problem if you haven't seen it. If you don't like it, find me on Twitter. Also, Um, talk about a a soundtrack that slaps. Yes. Absolutely. 
What was the lifeguard's windy prefer corn that my man Squints was obsessed with? Squints is easily my favorite character. My mom got a, my mom got my niece and nephew. So for context, my niece is three and my nephew is one, like one and a half and three and a half. Um, but my, got my, my niece, a, uh, a, a shirt that said small and then, uh, like I said, smalls, like or she got my niece and nephew shirt that say smalls on them. And seeing my little niece and nephew run around with shirts that just say smalls as small smalls. is phenomenal. <laughs> Um, again, for, for context, y'all, in the movie Sandlot, the, the neighborhood that is garbage at baseball at first, um, his last name is Smalls, so thus they call him that. Um, <laughs> and one of the main characters it. is so mad that the kid is so garbage at baseball, and he says, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. My so favorite <laughs> The whole time my niece and nephew were wearing these shirts, anytime they did something that like irritated me, I was like, <laughs> "You're killing me, Smalls." How could you, how could you not? Right. <laughs> my favorite scene in that entire movie is when they're at the pool, and Squints, who is like twelve at this time, he sees Wendy Preffercorn, the lifeguard, and he goes, "I've been swimming here every summer of my adult life, and every <laughs> summer there she is." <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. I think my favorite uh, scene is when they are in the treehouse where, like, the they're they're not like an official team, but they could be, right? The the kids in the neighborhood and how they've like become like such close friends and like they beat like, the hell like out of the one team. The actual they team. beat the hell. Yeah. yeah, they beat the hell out of the real the official team. Yeah, bunch of scrubs. When they had that sleepover, though, it was like almost like a little bonding time, right? And Smalls is like so excited to be there. And oh, what do they call Ham? They call him Ham. Ham. That dude's awesome. Smalls, you want a s'more? And Smalls is like, <laughs> a s'more? How can I have s- <laughs> <laughs> Smalls? Like, Every time someone talks about smores, the dictionary definition of a dork. Of a square. Like, <laughs> thousand percent a square. Um, just a classic, classic, classic movie. Um, another, <laughs> another one of those, like, beast. another one of those feel-goods, you know? Like, it was funny, even last, oh. last 4th of July, or technically, like, the, the one that just passed, the 2021 4th of July. My brother and I were, were playing catch. We were like, you know what? Feels like a this feels like a great day to. Damn. Um, like I feel like baseball is truly America's sport, and as you know, mm-hmm. I really don't fuck with football. Um, so we put on though we were <laughs> obviously like at opposite ends of this like field, so we each put on the the Sandlot uh, soundtrack and just had it going, and the vibes yes. were it was it was the vibes were truly as I like to say, a map. I was hoping that story was going to end with one of you getting hit in the eye with a baseball and then just putting a big old stake on it, like yeah. Smalls' stepdad did. Missed opportunity. Honestly, I'm surprised that didn't happen because my brother was really trying to be a rod out there. I was like, relax, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just winging him in, dude. He kept being like, "Oh, I should have played baseball in high school." I'm like, if you don't chill, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
slow all the way the fuck uh, down with these zingers that you're throwing to me right now. Like, okay. <laughs> Um, I don't love baseball. I don't watch a lot of baseball, but man, I do love baseball movies. I don't know why. Baseball movies um, are, are classic. Classic. Yeah, um, Moneyball in particular, I thoroughly enjoy. Moneyball with Brad Pitt and Joan yeah. Hill. Yeah. Jo- That's Joan, a, I had to think about I had to think about it. <laughs> Sorry, Jonah. <laughs> Sorry, no, man. Honestly, and he killed it in that role. I think I think that was very well cast. Uh, in particular, him being in that role as like the analyst. Um, yeah. And I think you, you and I talked about this. I'm actually surprised because it's based on that's based on a real, real story. I'm actually surprised that they haven't done something similar to that. In, yeah. Um, basically, just like really taking a deep dive into player analytics in that way to then recruit players that are sort of slept on. Maybe they do in some way, but like. Not in not in a way that like we've been able to know. Um, yeah, definitely not to that capacity. Insight. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that that movie was really. I think that movie was really well done, actually. Um, I'm just a sucker for Brad Pitt as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, he kills it. I don't. I can't really recall any. I've never. I don't think I've ever watched a Brad Pitt movie and been like, "Well, that was trash." <laughs> He just like kills it. Him and Denzel Washington, I feel like every time I'm like, well, they shocker, another one, they killed it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. That's actually a perfect segue uh to talk about. Again, I think this is arguably and okay, it's a little bit of a stretch to say Space Jam is genuinely one of the greatest movies of all time. I'm serious about this and I think that you're gonna co sign this. I think Remember the Titans is, is for show one of the best movies of all time. Um, yes. For so many reasons. Funny enough, uh, or fun fact, I should say, I don't know if it's funny necessarily, but when I was nine, eight or nine, I think I was eight when that movie came out. It was like 2000. Yep, 2000, yep. 2000. I went, I remember I went, my dad took my brother and I to see it in Westwood, so just outside of UCLA. And I remember walking out of that theater and and uh, it was the very first movie that made me cry, like genuinely cry. And then after that, it was like, a, you know, just a domino effect. It was like fucking Simon Birch and all those other sad ass movies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, don't ever talk. We're never talking about Simon Birch in detail on this podcast. That shit is way too sad. Way too, there's baseball in it, but it's way too fucking sad. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Unless we get an endorsement by like Kleenex, we're not doing it. Um, was it uh, Gary Bertier's wreck scene that made you cry? Every time. Yep. Honestly, the left, si- left side, strong side. Mm. As Gary Bertier. It was when, like, they just, like, were the, the heavy discrimination when they went to school. Um, but then, it, but see, but then there were so many scenes that were just so damn funny. Like, when Denzel checks homeboy before they get on the bus, he's like, who's, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I love Denzel. that movie so much, dude. So so. Denzel was such a hard ass in that movie. Holy hell! Um, I would, I would have hated. I was not built for football. I retired early in my high school career. I, um, you just have to have almost a mean streak in you to really thrive there, which I just don't have, and I have no doubt 
Coach Denzel Washington, Coach Herman Boone, I believe, Herman, Herman Boone would have made me cry on a daily basis. Well, and the real, the real Herman Boone, I think, only passed away a couple of years ago. I want to say I saw a headline about that. Herman Boone passed away. Yeah, I want to say in the last like five years. Um, what was the other scene? When I was in community college, I took a, I think it's a requirement though. I took a speech class. And we had to do a one minute monologue. So we had to like, you know, uh, we had to memorize something, um, a monologue and then, you know, recite it in front of the class and you had to like really get into it. So I was like, who do I feel, who do I like feel, what do I feel passionately enough to like do in front of a class? And then it like, it was like, you know, on back in the day, I think it was still ABC family and now it's freeform, but I was like just different channels. And then it was that scene, and it was the scene I want to say after they get into the fight, and then they go into the um, the gym, and um, he gives the speech. And, oh man, I can't remember what it is, but it's just so. The one that's coming to mind for me is when they do the jog to Gettysburg. Yeah. And they're on the battlefield, and Denzel yeah. gives them boys a history lesson. Yeah. And he does it in the most impassioned Denzel way possible. That was beautiful. Oh, oh, it was man. the part. It was the part where he's like, he's talking about your John Brown Hines. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's like, you drop a football, you run a mile. <laughs> Classic. And then, and then he ends by being like, let's go to work. Like he's like, let's go like, to work. Let's, let's go to work. Man. <laughs> Denzel's a whole legend. Remember the Titans is forever. I've never, I've never turned down the opportunity to watch that movie. There's no. a lot of movie that people are like. Oh, you want to watch this? I'm like, eh. Someone's like, going to watch Remember the Titans. I'm like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm intrigued. Yes. Actually, actually, I haven't seen it in two weeks. So, yeah, I guess so. I feel like, the, okay, I feel like there are three other football movies that kind of all fall into somewhat of a similar, somewhat of a similar genre. And then there's one other one that I feel like we should talk about as well. But I'll save that for last. So, the three that I feel like sort of fall into a similar category, follow me on this, is sort of a bit of like a misfits right so it's yeah. like little giants oh the goat the replacements and yes. the water boy yes. um, like what all three, those right? are three heavyweights it's like a, yeah, exactly it's like it's like a heavyweight fight of like three different movies all with like a general theme of them being misfits in some way and like whether it's them feeling like a misfit or other people making them feel like a misfit um or like they don't belong, and and the story in each of them is both funny, believable, and it locks you in. Yeah. Um, I feel oh, like man. this is the goat of this, I, I, and I'm sure people are gonna disagree. I honestly feel like the little giants though just pulls at my yeah. heartstrings. It Same. just does. It just does. I love the kid that has the big glasses and he's like real sickly. And his mom sends him there, like wrapped in like uh, what looks like foam or something. It's like bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah dude, I love that. Loki, um, I feel so bad for for that mom though, because she seems to struggle with such high levels of anxiety. Yeah. She gives she gives like a like a uh, such a rehearsed speech. That she seems like she's had to do yeah. so many times about like yeah. his, his, aller- his allergies, his sensitivities. I think he, the fact that he was like a premature um, yeah. child, and that's why he has all these different things. 
but I think it's also just the way that she carries herself that is just so damn stressful. Um, but it's funny too because the kid he sort of just embraces. I like that he just embraces how different he is, and he's just sort of like he doesn't really necessarily have confidence, but he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm me. I know I know I'm a little weird, but like I'm me. Here I am, and I love my mom. <laughs> what do they call their? Oh man, the ice box. Oh yes. Oh Becky then, O'Shea, Becky dude, the ice box O'Shea, dude. The remember niece of the great play? Kevin O'Shea, the annexation of Puerto Rico. Yeah, of course. Annexation of Puerto Rico. Like, of course. Say, and that dude. kid is like an evil mastermind of like <laughs> yes. the most random. He doesn't know shit about football, and then he comes <laughs> up with these like amazing plays. The annexation of Puerto Rico. What? <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant the first time I saw that movie when they said that. I still that. I don't like, know what, what that means. What in the hell? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, if I'm being honest, I still don't Titans. know what he means. Uh, no. I can just Google it now, though. You just said you love Remember the Titans. We're talking about Little Giants. Yeah. I love them both equally. <laughs> equally, sir. Um, Come on down to O'Shea Chevrolet. Wait, who was the kid? Oh, hot! It was a hot hands. The kid who yes. can't catch shit, and then they <laughs> he put, just real, he's real fast. Put, yeah, Stick they put glue. Yeah, and then they there was like the cowboy kid. Yes, um, uh, there was Junior, the quarterback. Um, like the, the good looking kid. Yeah, that's who Icebox. That's why she almost left the squad. Um. <laughs> To be a cheerleader, which was so not believable. Yeah, yeah. Um, my little sister, that's one of her favorite sports movies of all time as well, just due to the Icebox's character arc of being I mean, a hard-ass and then being a cheerleader and then coming back and being the ultimate hard-ass. In a cheerleading uniform, no less. Yes, kept the skirt on. Bold move in the game of football, but I respect it. Yeah. It was a bold yeah. strategy and it paid off. Yeah. Who was yeah, the sure. bad kid? Spike? He had like a silver tooth. He was like a 10-year-old kid with a silver Uh, tooth. And like was definitely roided out. Thousand percent. Roided the fuck out. Um, I'm pretty sure. Okay, wait. Funny side story. So like one of my brother's best friends told me, uh, he's like another brother to me. He told me that so he works in like the entertainment industry more so on the side of like um, bartending and events and stuff. So he said that uh, that guy Spike now is like a security guard, like a bouncer, which is like so just that makes that makes perfect sense. The math is a thousand percent math. On this <laughs> yeah, one. that, that um, checks out all day. And he, and he said that one time he was like, "Hey, yo, Spike!" and the guy turned, <laughs> the guy turned and like gave him this death stare, like, "Don't you dare uh... call me that child's play ass name ever it's again." <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Right? <laughs> Oh man, little giants though. Um, what a banger! And what's the it's what's the so name? Good. What's the name of the the dad? The other dad? He's in he's in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. He's in a lot of oh, stuff. Rick Moran's Rick Moranis. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, great classic. Yep. Um, yeah. The water, oh. uh, the water boy. I also feel like, obviously, that was like this is this is also something I appreciate about about uh, movies. And you and I talked about this too, the difference between a movie and a film. Like, I feel like Remember the Titans is a film. Yeah. Waterboy is a, is a movie. <laughs> it's, 
And like, I feel like people listening right now automatically know what I mean by that. Like, a film is of quality. You know, you're like, damn, that was a quality cinema that just flowed through my, my, my blood, my veins. And then you watch a movie, and you're like, that was a good movie. That was good. Yeah, I like that. that was I like funny. That. that was good. Yeah. King, King Richard film. Yeah. You know? Um, Little Giants, a movie, right? <laughs> like, okay. Yep. A great movie, uh, but a movie. A, gra- a great movie, but a movie. Uh, I feel like the Waterboy, and especially, like I said, something I do appreciate about movies and or films, especially like something like an Adam Sandler movie or like a Jim Carrey movie, is there's always an element of it that is consistent. Um, like how Adam Sandler always had like Rob Schneider in his movies making a yeah. in some way. Um, like what does he say in Waterboy? He's like he plays like a hick. Oh yeah, he said he, that's the guy that yells cut his head off. <laughs> cut his cut his head fucking off. head off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, but like so like there's always like the same people make appearances. Um, and then, because then he's like in in babe in a. I think Rob Schneider is also the guy that says, "Oh no, we suck again." Yeah, <laughs> in the water boy. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Um, so I like that he like always consistently has like his friends in some way, and it's always something funny. Um, like Big Daddy, it, Rob Schneider plays like the delivery yep. guy with the sandwiches, and then the kid makes fun of him because he can't spell. Um, and he can't say hippopotamus. Hip can't say hip hop. Hip hop anonymous. <laughs> and then in Waterboy, he uh, there's like that whole scene about the Abdu- the Abdullah Ablongata. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the guy says it. Abdullah Ablongata. <laughs> and, and like Adam Sandler brain. goes, "You're wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> that guy's got like, white hair." <laughs> Blast him right in class. Blast him. Oh goodness. Yeah. His his like the balance between him being such a sweetheart and like a mama's boy and so southern and then just like raging um <laughs> and then basically the football team exploiting that yeah being like get get mad water boy <laughs> get mad <laughs> oh man oh his dumb. mom in that movie was hysterical Oh, when he when he goes home with the black eye from he's not supposed to be playing football for those that may not know but he does and he goes home with a black eye and she goes did they ever catch that gorilla that escaped from the zoo and punched oh, yeah. you in the eye <laughs> that's what he tells her yeah. and then she's always making like some crazy ass meal because they live in the south and so she's always like oh i got some she always has like baby gators on the table yeah or like a snake like they have the coach over because the coach is like trying to convince the mom that yeah. Bobby Bobby Boucher should play, um, should play football, um, and they yeah, make, they're eating like, like a python. She, yeah, she makes like yeah, like a, like an anaconda or something. Yeah, <laughs> god damn, it's like the whole table. Have um, you ever have you ever eaten snake or gator? I have not eaten either. Oh. Gator's pretty good. And you're, fried, su- right? you're, you're southern, dude. Remember, Yo, this is, Gator's this is, pretty good. This is the deep fry, deep fried southern, rattlesnake. I'm like city. <laughs> deep fried rattlesnake is pretty fire. You just leveled That's... yourself up to country as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had deep fried Ooh. gator a few times in Denver, actually. Oh, damn. Um, I, you know what, though? You and I did have some crazy food in Denver. Remember we had like a, a what was it? Like a kangaroo burger? Yes. 
at that brewery? Yes, I do. That was yep. Mile High Burgers. Yep. The food truck. I would. Um, I love eating weird stuff. Big fan. Yeah. I would do a whole podcast about weird food. Mm, I'd probably kill could. it. Probably could. I could um, do a whole podcast about Gator and Rattlesnake. To be honest with you. That's all right. Well. Ju- Judge me if you will. Before before we lose listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect segue. Let's talk about the replacements. We can replace this uh, topic. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. It's so he doesn't really do a lot of sports movies. He did this mm-hmm. in like Hardball, I think. But um, mm. seeing him as like a quarterback is pretty funny, and his supporting cast of misfits in the replacement. I love the kicker. He's like from Wales. Oh, he's like, you're pretty skinny for a kicker. I'm wiry. And he's li- <laughs> he literally is like always smoking cigarettes on the field. Yeah. And then uh, who is he actually is a believable quarterback in that movie. Just like the long hair. He kind of gives like Aaron Rodgers. Vibes, oh, yeah. We're not going to go down oh, that yeah. path again. But uh, <laughs> he felt my wrath a couple of weeks ago. He's probably yeah. still recovering. I'd say probably. Yeah, I would say I so. love um, the sumo wrestler that eats hard boiled eggs. <laughs> before oh, <yeah>. a game. <laughs> He's just like piling those bad boys in there. Oh, oh my God. I hate eggs. Mm mm. Um, yeah, I feel like that movie, when did that come out? Early 2000s? Yeah. Like, in between The Matrix and all that? Probably so. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that he, that he did do a sports movie. It doesn't seem like Damn. his, like, even in real life, he doesn't seem like someone who watches sports. Freaking Hollywood blessed us in the year of 2000s with the replacements and Remember the Titans. Whoa. <laughs> Two completely <laughs> different ends of the spectrum. Shout out to Tinseltown for that. Thanks, Let's guys. go. Let's go. <laughs> um, no, but that's a good point because that's another movie I wanted to talk about because you and I were talking about a G baby in Hardball. Oh, that talk about pull at your heartstrings. Oof. Oof. That's the yeah. first time I ever heard the song uh, Big Papa, though, by the notorious P.I.G. was in that song. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Classic. Still listen to it to this day. Well, because didn't didn't like the team the team like would sing that when he was up to bat. Is that right? No, he put his headphones on <laughs> on the mound. Fuck the world. And then he got really good. And other coaches were like, "You can't do that." So in a very inspirational moment, Keanu Reeves leads the pack and starts singing it. And then the team joins in, and then he delivers fire. Oh, goodness. Because he, he gets assigned to this team because of, like, community servers or something, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a yeah. degenerate gambler in, in trouble and shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, that movie's great, though. Like, it was sort of like a random... I feel like that was very random for him as well. Um, I don't know. It was kind of funny. He He almost... He's one of those people that once I saw him in The Matrix, I didn't know if I could see him in anything else outside of something of that nature yeah um, and it's unfortunate for some people like that like who was it oh um the woman who plays alexis in Shit's creek that character yes. is, is so niche for her yeah she was like there was a trailer for something else she's in and it's like very serious and i was like i don't know if i can invest in this like i love her as an actress, and I think obviously she kills it in Shit's Creek, but I was like, I don't know if I can believe her to be serious when she's like 
such this other character, even though the character development in Chitch Creek is amazing and she's not always like the ditzy sort of sister, right? But I don't know. I was thinking about that with some of these movies with some of these actors, like uh, in White Man Can't Jump, for instance, um, the guy that plays Sidney Dean, which is Wesley Snipes. Mm. Uh, but it's funny, though. For a while, I couldn't really see Wesley Snipes in, the, in other things other than um, this movie and what was the other movie he was in that was like big? It was like was blade? blade blade yeah yeah blade but um I'm like blank did you ever did you ever see him in new jack city i did i Banger. did it was, it's been a long time but i did um him and ice tea killer yeah that's um, a film no that is a film you're right um but i feel like though with the rest of the cast, like in White Man Can't Jump, like Woody Harrelson, have had no problem seeing him in other things. Um, and by no problem, I mean like imagining him in some other roles outside of him being the typecast Billy Howell, um, Hoyle, uh, also slept on feature in that movie, is one of the players that they play against, one of the people they play against on the courts is the dad in Smart Guy. It is. Damn smart guy. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. What a classic. Right? I was like, Smart oh, guy man. was awesome. I remember that one. Yep. I think Destiny's Child guest starred on an episode of Smart Guy. They definitely did because there was a yeah. whole because uh, Taj which what is his name? TJ in that show. Yeah. He, like, TJ goes... Henderson. He gets to be like in their in their video or something. He's like uh, tap dancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, such a classic, right? I was like, oh man. I used to love Mo in that show. He was like Marcus's big dumb friend that was always eating everything in sight. I know. Dad was always like, "Can you go home? Can you go home out of somebody else's fridge?" That's such a classic show. Mo, damn. Oh man. Tap dancing just made me think, though, we haven't even gotten into the whole realm oh, that goodness. is dance movies. Ooh. Like, I talk, think we need, to, we need to talk about each one of these, too, I feel like. They had, it, there was such a crazy run of dance movies in the early 2000s, just like out of nowhere, and then they were gone as quick as they came. Truly, though. Because also there were some that they made, I think actually each one of these, other than You Got Served. Each one of these was given some garbage sequel, mm-hmm. like a straight to, at that point, <laughs> which is so funny to say now, remember when there was straight to VHS and then it obviously became straight <laughs> to DVD and now it's like, yeah. is that even a thing? Straight to I DVD? Doubt it. I don't even know, right? Um, as I look at my DVD player in front of me. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. You have a DVD <laughs> player? I do. And you know what's so funny is my mom still has a VHS player. <laughs> oh, gee, triple, triple, gracious. triple. Um, all right, though, I feel like we should go at these in order of, actually, we don't need an order. Let's just go first. Let's hit it with Honey, Jessica Alba, with a feature that, with features that include Genuine and Missy Elliott, like heavy hitters. I think Lil Romeo is in there as well. Oh, you're right. Lil Romeo, I think, is like one of the main people. Yeah. One of the main, because she like works at that 
like at the she like volunteers at the rec center or something as a dance teacher and he yes, yes it is <laughs> wow we've talked about Lil Bow Wow and Lil Romeo on this pod today y'all are welcome you're welcome <laughs> and I think Makai Pfeiffer was in that movie as well wasn't he I think you're right I think you're right. I will forever know him from his role in Eminem's movie Eight Mile killed it absolutely murdered it absolutely um, yeah I feel like Honey was like first of all I watched it somewhat recently it's uh absolutely garbage as far as uh acting goes absolutely garbage um, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's like borderline really cringy at some parts um so y'all who get secondhand cringe would not recommend honestly all of these I think the best one of these is Stomp the Yard um, yeah that's fair Right, and I think that's perfect. You know what? Let's stop talking about honey because these are the ones that are really the heavy hitters. Um, <laughs> honey was just filler. It was filler. Yeah, it was like, oh, let's, let's put this one out here just to appease other people. But let's be real. If you can sit here and tell me that you've watched You Got Served without wanting to get up and think that you can dance, you're mm. lying. You are lying. <laughs> that's oh my god. Steve Harvey was in that movie. Steve okay. Was like a judge. He was like the the guy who like mediated the the like where what, what were they like in warehouses dancing? Yeah, some something weird that I'm not really sure exists in real life. No, his name. I remember. Um, I just randomly remembered his name. It's Mr. Raz. It is. It <laughs> is. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> guess if you had to guess what you got served got on Rotten Tomatoes, what would you say? Sixty one. 14. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Shots fired. They did Marquis Yusuf Omarion. So Uh. dirty. So dirty. That movie is so bad, though. It really is. Actually, an F minus, 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 minus does not surprise me now that you say it. It just sounds incredibly disrespectful. But it, the math is mathing on that as well. Because I'm thinking about some of the scenes and how cringy, just how cringy so many aspects of it are. Um, When's the last time you watched that movie? You know what? Not that long ago. I want to say maybe within the time of the pandemic, for sure. Yeah. I don't, oh man, I'm not sure I've watched that movie since. Oh man, it's been a long time. <laughs> a long time. Yeah, I would say probably within because they they added it to Netflix, and I'm a sucker. I was like, oh no, it's a throwback movie. Let me put this on. Um, <laughs> but like, you fell for you fell for it. Oh my goodness, I almost almost forgot about the fad, and we talked about this on the on the on the pod that we talked about, like you know, '90s '90s 2000s fashion. But I almost forgot. Uh, about how much of a chokehold our generation was in in wearing athletic gear outside of of an athletic setting. Oh, God. And what I mean by that is, like, literal, like, NBA sweatbands and, like, wristbands. Um, Could never forget the fact that people, you know, thought wearing G-Unit was a a wise Mm. Um, Or if your actual size is a medium and you're wearing, like, quadruple XL... And you're swimming in your t-shirt. Yes, um, classic. Or those, those custom shirts that are like spray painted. Yeah, airbrush. Yeah. 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 Um, 
like for the kid who passed away. I'm trying to think of what his name was. Um, he's like little little Roman or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that movie was something else. Truly something, something else. else. <laughs> it was truly something else. And like, I remember when like Marquise Houston and Omarion's character would get really mad at each other. And then there was a scene that they tried to make when they were training for the for the big like event <laughs> they were like dancing in the rain but it was truly just like a video set it was very odd you know was... <laughs> la la anthony was in it yep when she was like you know one of those like mtv trl vjs so that was funny an up-and-comer up-and-comer i think man i think step up came out before stomp the yard if i'm not mistaken yeah it did yeah stomp the yard didn't come out till 2007 Step Up was probably 2005 or something? Uh, four. Mm, 2004, okay. Um, yeah, they, because then that, that main woman, Jenna, Jenna something, Dewar, I want to say her last name was? Yes. Yeah, Jenna Dewar and Channing Tatum, they like dated and then they, and then they got married. I want to say they had a kid together. I think you're um, correct. Yeah, I know they're not together anymore because I'm pretty sure Channing Tatum is dating Jesse J, um, the singer. Um, I'm getting that, old because I don't even know who that is. Jesse J, is she? I mean, she's not huge, but she does have a big song with like, uh, like she's got songs with with people who are big as features. Like I think she has a song with like Nicki Minaj. Um, but yeah, no step up though. I mean, it features uh, Mario's in it. Um, which at the time was like an A1 selection for a feature. <laughs> uh, soundtrack in that movie also is full of bangers because one yep. of the main songs has Sean Paul in it. Oh my God, it does. That motherfucker had a chokehold on our generation as well. Sean Paul, that <laughs> is a fact. I think the song was Give It Up. Like, are you going to give it up to me? <laughs> <laughs> Great! <laughs> that was that was a spot on impersonation. <laughs> like matter of fact, I'm gonna put that shit on tonight. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yeah, that movie. Uh, I actually feel like the dancing in that movie was of quality. It was mm-hmm. of quality. I liked it. Um, and and, yeah. and acting of course in all those movies was not really the main focal point so you know it was pretty, <laughs> pretty garbage in all of these but uh it was probably the best in step up or i mean in uh stomp the yard what do you think yeah probably so yeah i think the yeah. dancing and the and the acting was probably the stomp best. the yard was like the fraternity right stomp yeah. the yard yeah is when he went to from LA to college in like Atlanta or something. Yeah, and it was um, like a I want to say it was like an HBCU, so it was even I think more. It was, yeah. Yeah, so there was even more of an emphasis on like culture and history, and but I remember too he was like so distraught that his brother and his brother was played by Chris Brown. Yeah. Was shot that he like didn't want to have anything to do with dancing, even though he was like incredible at it. Wasn't uh, Neo his roommate? Yes! Neo the singer? Yeah. Yo, yes! <laughs> he was! Oh my goodness, you're right. I forgot about that. Well, also, too, because he got, he got convinced 
to be in the group, like in the fraternity, because the guy was like, well, stepping isn't dancing. Because I remember the, the main guy was like, I don't want to join your little dance crew. And he was like, yeah. this, isn't, this isn't dancing. This is stepping and you're like a part of history. Um, it's a part of a brotherhood. And he was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And then he obviously killed it. Mm. Um, damn, what a movie. Step That's probably up. my favorite of this, this group. Uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably say Stomp the Yard, Step Up, You Got Served, and then Honey. I just know Stop the Yard's the only one I've watched within the last, like, 10 years. So, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and give it my number one, and um, I won't spew misinformation by ranking the other ones like I've seen them recently. Oh, my goodness. They might yeah. be classic films by now. I don't know. They might I have mean, aged very well. I doubt it, but maybe. Uh, Honey definitely has the worst dancing in it. um like i understand what they're trying to do but like the worst dancing jessica alba looks good in it though um she's never looked bad that's very true very true that's a fact of life yeah i think oh wait megan good is the woman in stomp the yard yes indeed which megan good has never looked bad so there we go yes indeed Um, again you got served they all just look like babies, so yeah. There's nothing there. <laughs> um, babies. And then Jenna Dewar does also look beautiful in Step Up, and Channing Tatum is just a specimen. So that's that. That's um, a fact. That's a that. specimen. <laughs> and Mario also sort of looks like a baby in Step Up, but he just looks so handsome. I think the the clothing that they have him <laughs> in, in that movie is like he wears like blazers and like those yeah. like, kind of LL Cool J kind of hats. Like a very handsome baby. Very handsome baby, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we should take a quick break. Uh, come back. Let's do your segment. Let's talk about some more movies that you don't don't necessarily fall into a, a direct category. And then um, we'll wrap a few things up. What do you think? Sounds like a plan. All right, man. So we will be right back, y'all. Stay tuned. Welcome back, y'all. Hope you had a good little break. We're able to, you know, refill your beverages, maybe indulge in a little Uncrustable, like your girl has been doing this entire podcast. (laughs) Get you a little protein, you know what I mean? You know, I'm a goofball. Uh, Anyways, uh, we are back, and we will be discussing more movies. Uh, Before then, it is about that time, y'all. It is about that time that we drop some dimes with our boy Derek. So, Derek, take us away. (laughs) Um, yeah, as usual, I'm here to show somebody some love and then to do the exact opposite for another unlucky somebody. But I will start it off by showing some love to the one and only Clay Thompson. Um, He's getting ready to have his official comeback after almost like a year and a half out of the league for a pretty, pretty gruesome double injury. Um, he's officially, I believe next week he's going to start playing with, or maybe he already is playing with, uh, the Golden State Warriors G League affiliate, the Santa Cruz Warriors. Um, a little rehab physically and mentally, I'm sure, just to kind of get back in the swing of things. Um, but yeah, you hate to see things like that. He was, man, during him and Steph's reign, 
those were two were easily the most exciting two players to watch in the league, especially being teammates, the Splash Brothers. So, um, yeah, just super excited. And, God, the Warriors are so good right now, and they don't even have him back yet. <laughs> One of my favorite people That's to not follow. fair. One of my favorite people to follow on Twitter is this guy. His name is David Dennis. He's hilarious. He's been – every time they get a W, he posts the same type of tweet. He'll just update their record, and then he'll post that gif of Clay where he leans forward on the bench and just smiles. Yeah, and he'll be like, Golden State Warriors are now, I think right now they're like 19 and 2 or 18 and 2. Yeah, and he's really like, good. and then he'll put, and don't forget, winter is coming. And then he'll put that clay <laughs> gift of him leaning, <laughs> leaning forward and smiling. And then if that shit ain't the truth, because I, as a Laker fan and us being pitiful right now, I'm terrified. So, hey, 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 I know the state of the Lakers is a sore subject for you. Yeah, let's just say uh, um, part, of, part of my therapy is going to them. <laughs> <laughs> Send your bill to LeBron. Yeah, I'm like, you know what, LeBron? You're going to get this here in, invoice with a quickness. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, that's how I felt for the past 20 or so years, being a pretty, pretty diehard Bulls fan. Yeah. Little glimpses of hope here and there, but just a sad state of affairs overall. <laughs> but... um. Super excited, super happy for Clay. Seems like a super good dude. Um, tragic injury. So, best of luck to him in his comeback. That's got to be tough to do after it was like last April, I think. I mean, when he went down or the April before, yeah, April before, yeah, it was yeah. during the, the finals of 2019 or the playoffs of 2019. Yeah, so that's yeah. crazy. Long time. So, yeah. best of luck if you're listening, Clay. Good luck, my friend. Yeah, we're rooting Super for you. Super happy for you. I want to figure out what the ratings are of the game when he comes back. Like how oh, many I bet, people are watching. Oh, I bet the ticket prices spike oh, drastically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do they call it now? The Chase Center? Is that where they play in San Francisco? The Ch- I think it's the Chase Center. Is oh, it? Rocking. Yeah. Yeah, I bet yeah. it is. I hope he specifically comes back on a home game rather than on the road. So he gets like a proper, uh, you know, welcome back. I think that... if I, I think if I were him at this point, being out this long, I would indeed. If they're like, well, you can play tonight, but you know, two days from then we play at home, and you can play then too. I would probably just put that comeback off until I was back in the hometown, because I bet he is going to get an ovation for the record books. Well, honestly, though, I mean, I, I feel the same way, but I honestly think just based off of what I've been seeing of the content they're posting about him, he is so beyond ready to get back on that court. Have you seen he's been literally practicing in his full uniform? Yeah. So I think he's I don't I think at this point he's just like like I mean, obviously, yeah, they put him on the G League team to just get him sort of ready and like make sure everything is good yeah. to go. But, uh, yeah, I think he's, he's definitely ready to rock and roll. Um, What's your prediction for his G League debut? How many points do you think he's going to drop? <laughs> Good, that's great. Why do I feel like he's going to put up, like, one of those Wilt Chamberlain signs of, like, a new record, like, 125, and it's just him, like, with a white piece of paper? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be really unfair. Um, I, think we might, I think we might see the first quadruple double in the, uh, in the G League. Um, he's probably going to have like 35 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists, 
and he's just going to be so angry on defense. He's probably going to get like 12 blocks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a hell of a stat line. Hell of a stat line, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm cheering I, for you, Clay. I'm, I was going to say, I think I'm also just rooting for him to put up some insane stat line to break the internet. So we're, we're rooting for you. We're rooting for you, Clay. Have you seen the video of him reading the celebrity mean tweets where it said one day yeah. he's going to leave the house and forget to glue his mustache on? Yeah. <laughs> Those mean tweets are so funny because it's like, damn, every time I read that, like they read the ones that people have wrote, I'm like, who hurt you? The people that wrote those. I'm like, who For hurt real? you? You don't even know these people. Who hurt you? Damn. Please go to therapy. Please Celebrity me tweets are amazing. <laughs> I love them. Uh, oh, I love those. I follow a Twitter account dedicated to just sharing those videos. Um, of course you do. Who are we yeah. about to? I want to know who we about to really get in on and roast right now. I feel well, like it's that time. Much like I go. The smoke is rated E for everyone. So I am going. (laughs) So I am going at an entire group of people as opposed to just one. And I'm doing what I always do. I'm strapping strapping my seatbelt in for this roller coaster. (laughs) That group of people are incredibly toxic fans that we find all over the world of sports, college, pro, everywhere. Uh, can't get away from him. Nick Saban, I saw a video. Maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. Um, Nick Saban, one of the best college football coaches of all time. I think he's brought five national championships to the University of Alabama. West Virginia oh, native. Time. Indeed. We were practicing that one. That was nice. That's because one of my best friends is like obsessed with Alabama roll tag football. They're insane to watch. <laughs> Um, but he does his little show where people call in, um, and people, fans in particular, were giving him a lot of grief regarding why they aren't, because they've lost one game this year. So, <laughs> shame. Um, so they were giving him a lot of grief regarding him not like blowing teams out, and he kind of uh, he kind of went in on just the entire Alabama fan base for kind of being a bunch of babies about it. Um, and then that got me to thinking, um, this is not a new concept in sports. Uh, fans are insane. Um, there's a 30 for 30 about a young man in Chicago who accidentally grabbed a foul ball at a playoff game for the Cubs, Steve Bartman. Um he did ruin that particular play. It was not his fault they lost the game. I've seen the highlights. The Bear or the Cubs rather just choked. Um, but that man received death threats. Um, he still said, like, he still doesn't do interviews, still doesn't come out um, really in the city of Chicago. Um, and there's so many examples. Um, WVU, when I was in high school, had a coach. We were always in the top five in the nation football program at that time we had pat white um steve slayton a bunch of really good players some of them panned out in the nfl some didn't but our coach left to go to michigan which admittedly is a more prestigious job i'm sure the pay was better but the fans here were hurt because we don't have any pro teams here and on my way driving to school once upon a time with my dad wasn't even old enough to drive yet somebody had a cardboard cutout of the coach um, hanging from a noose in their tree because he had left uh, the team, Coach Rich Rodriguez, who now 
He's had a bit of bad luck. I think he's an offensive coordinator somewhere, but um, super toxic. You can't play, you can't do that. No, and it's it never ends. There's every 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 year there are reports from players in every major sports league in the country when they go to Boston, they get called racial slurs, specifically yeah. at Red Sox games, and. It's crazy because at this point they're like, yeah, that's just what happens in Boston. And people in Boston are like, yep, that's just what happens here. And I'm like, you can't. That's a terrible precedent to set. Exactly. Um, but yeah, people need too. to calm down. Exactly. A thousand percent. Um, it was interesting, y'all, when Derek was talking to me about this, there was like a few, just like how he just immediately had examples, which is, is, is sad to say that you can immediately have awful examples of the many fan bases that just take shit way too seriously for instance like um i mean and i know a lot of people other than other than me and Derek, obviously a lot of people obviously that have teams that they love right um like i love the lakers but i'm not ever like (laughs) when i say like the lakers lost because i'm not on the fucking lakers that's not my (laughs) i don't own the team i'm not on the team so when people are like, we lost, like, but they, mm-hmm. they, but they mean it in the sense of, and I've definitely found myself saying that, but I never mean it from the sense of being like, me, my team, the way, I, the team that I am on, the team that I yeah. participate with, we lost. Like, why did we make that trade? Why did we do this and that? And then people really invest themselves in ways that like, and I joke about it, like, oh man, the two number one stresses in my life are you know, this and the Lakers. Like, no, I, my day is not going to be ruined at the fucking Lakers. Lose, you know, because <laughs> like, like, they don't affect my life on those levels. Like, yes, if we lost in the finals, I would be upset because I'm like, we were so close to the championship, right? But the people that take things to that extent of like sending death threats, making people feel uncomfortable, um, unwanted in some way, uh, not seen, not heard, not appreciated, um, and just gener- generally unsafe in some way um, because of a sport. I just, I can't, I can't. Um, and like um, one of the things that immediately came to mind for me was similar to how Derek said, you know, like you go to Boston, like, and it's all of a sudden this, like, you just know this is the case. Two other places that came up for me were like Utah and uh, Indiana but also mm. a player that came up for me that continuously gets hate thrown at him is Russell Westbrook, who now plays on the, on the Los Angeles Lakers. The amount of things that have happened to him in the last couple of years, like when he went to Utah and somebody blurted out the N-word to him, and then somehow the story got flipped on Russell simply because he had a reaction to somebody calling him the N-word. Um, and then there was another situation where I can't remember what city he was in, but there was a child sitting courtside. So AKA a privileged child who was white sitting courtside who pushed him, pushed Mm. him. Uh, The kid was not removed. Um, Mm. He's been spit at, uh, had popcorn dumped on him. Um, And then even more recently, the Lakers were in Indiana on a road trip and there was a young white couple, I want to say these people were no more than 23, 24 years old, sitting courtside. Uh, I don't care if you got the tickets yourself or from somebody else. If you're sitting courtside, you are privileged in some way, and you're already privileged because you're white. Um, sitting courtside, and apparently they yelled to LeBron, I hope Bronny dies in a car wreck. 
Bronny is LeBron James is younger, his son, his oldest son, his child. Let's put it that way. Um, so LeBron uh, brought one of the refs over and had the couple thrown out. And of course, Twitter and everybody was like, LeBron is a snitch. I think even Donald Trump Jr. got involved and said, it, who's a, who's the big, LeBron is the biggest bitch in the league. Um, <laughs> and nobody had any clue what was going on. Um, regardless if you didn't know, um, for someone to sit courtside and feel like they're able to do any of the things that I just mentioned uh, is absolutely heinous to me. Um, so yeah, I think that was a really, really, really great uh, thing to talk about as far as toxic fan bases and people needing to check themselves because there's no place for that anywhere. Um, no. And especially and not I on love this sports. pod. I love sports my whole life. I grew up going to WVU games. And when I lived in Denver, I went to my fair share of baseball and basketball games of, like you, not with the Lakers, but the Bulls. Maybe it's just through years of the hardships of losses that I've suffered through. But, um, yeah, it's not going to – I just can't imagine being blatantly disrespectful to really anybody in the name of my team versus your team. It's it's a very strange concept that I'll never be able to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody would probably – call me not a real fan for that i guess but whatever uh people are crazy and college sports are insane um college sports i think are worse than pro because a lot of your college powerhouses like alabama um lsu places like that don't have pro sports that as like another outlet and when you're at college sports specifically college basketball these people are kids. These are 18 and 19 year old, like very young people. And yeah. Um, mm. But um, yeah. So to all the fan bases out there listening, get it together. Yeah. And if you have it together, keep it together. Good For the Lord. ones that predominantly do keep it together. Um, no, I, I feel like that was, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, also, uh, today is, uh, I feel like today should be like some sort of holiday in a sense, because the impact that this individual had and, and still does have on the, on, on the culture in general is, is so profound. Um, and I feel like it was a collective feeling of loss. Um, and most of us didn't have the privilege of knowing this, this individual, but uh, just the things that he, the way he carried himself, the way that he... Um, his acting ability, obviously, but like just the way that he was outside of, of the, you know, of film, um, it's just amazing. Um, so today, with that being said, today is, is Chadwick Boseman's birthday. He would have been 45. Um, he passed away uh, late last summer. Um, he was battling cancer for a few years and many people did not know. Um, was even battling cancer when he filmed The Black Panther, which is, I feel like just makes that movie even more badass than it already is. Um, so we wanted to bring that up one just to, to you know to to pay homage to to uh, Chadwick Boseman and just how incredible incredible of a human being that he was um but also to before we wrap up the pod we wanted to talk about a few more movies um and so with this being a sports movie Bonanza we wanted to talk about uh 42 the movie in which he starred as uh, Jackie Robinson um and how Jackie Robinson um came into the baseball world and and turned it on its head uh, and I feel like, honestly, that was one of my favorite roles that Chadwick played in. 
Um, I think it was played perfectly and, and was quite a poetic way for Jackie Robinson to be portrayed. Um, it was heavy hitting. Uh, and I just feel like it was a very eloquent way to sort of show the journey that Jackie went on to make his way into the league of baseball. Um, what are your thoughts? Yes, he played that so well. And I think it's very easy. Um, it's very easy to make a biography movie like that. Not good. Like, yeah. I feel like biographies are pretty easy to screw up. Um, the, there's one called Express about Ernie Davis. Um, similar, he was kind of like the, the second coming of Jim Brown in a sense. Um, yeah. Very much was probably somewhat like the Jackie Robinson of the NFL. And they just did not do Ernie Davis justice at all in that movie. Um, If you've never seen it, it is called The Express. Um, It was all right, but it could have been so much better because that man's story was insane. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like 42, the director, producers and Chadwick himself just absolutely nailed it. Yeah, agreed. Super good movie. Agreed. Um, that's a hard genre to make super good in my opinion. I was just going to say, I think that you said it, you said it perfectly. Like it's a, it's a really easy thing to mess up but when you nail it, you nail it. Um, yeah. And uh, funny though, too, there was another movie I wanted to talk about as far as baseball goes. Um, similar to like Mike of sort of like happening upon talent, right? Um, the movie rookie of the year, which is like a favorite for my brother and I, uh, where the kid, um, Henry Rowan Gardner. And Damn. I love Damn. I love yep. <laughs> Kudos. That was nice. That's my memory for you. Uh, Henry, <laughs> Henry Rowan Gardner. And I also specifically love the coach who messes up his 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 last name every single time. He's like, Rowan Rowan Gardner. <laughs> and then he goes, he's like, Rowan Brother. <laughs> he calls him like all these different things. Uh, and then I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Marv in Home Alone is the pitching coach. Hilarious. Um, but that movie, because he tries to catch a, like a ball from this bully kid at school, because um, he's really bad at baseball. So he's like trying to prove a point and be like, you're garbage. So go and catch this fly ball. And this kid randomly throws him the ball and Henry's like, I'm going to go prove that I'm not garbage at baseball. Tries to run and catch it. <laughs> And falls so awkwardly on his arm that he breaks it in such a way that he has to wear a cast where he in which he keeps his arm up, which never made sense to me. Like, I don't feel like that would ever happen. The cast is Absolutely wrapped around not. his shoulder. Yeah, right? Because then they're driving. His mom is driving him through the city. And his <laughs> arm is out the window. And so everyone's like, hi, Henry. Bye, Henry. <laughs> Poor kid. Oh, but speaking of the Chicago Cubs, um, in that movie, they actually win the World Series, which is funny. And I think it was sort of like a dig at Chicago Cubs fans because they didn't win until, when was it? 2017, 16? 15. 15. 15 or 16. Yeah, it was like, a, it was the 108-year curse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Co- curse but, of uh, the Billy Goat. Curse of the Billy Goat. I know exactly which 30 for 30 you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I think that movie is just a a classic a lot of really great quotable lines um garbage because it's the 90s like in a way it's kind of garbage <laughs> but it's also great because it's a 90s flick like the the uh, attire 
Gary Busey is in it. Yes, um, sir. Because he plays the rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like a he's like a just he should have retired like years <coughs> ago, but then he's all of a sudden good. Makes a weird noise every time he pitches the ball. It's great. It's great. <laughs> There's just little baby things about that movie that are just wonderful. Um <laughs> so um but uh I feel like this is where the bread and butter really is before we get into more of the miscellaneous type movies, but I think this is my favorite movie of all time. Um, Love and Basketball. Mm. I Man, mean, I haven't seen that one in so long, but um, definitely a classic. Definitely a what? That's more of a film, in my humble opinion, than a movie. Back yes, to our it earlier, is. Back yes, to our is. earlier point. Yeah, um, it's been a while <laughs> since I paid it homage, but I do know that is a fire one. I also feel like they they even knew it was a film off top because they start the movie playing Love and Happiness by Al Green. That they do. (laughs) What more do you need for an opening scene? Let's be real. I feel like I've already done enough singing in this pod, but I'm going to continue. Oh, never enough. It it comes in, it's like, Love and Happiness. (laughs) You sound just like him. (laughs) I would be so proud of that. So make it do wrong. Make it do right. Hey! Oh man, he would be so proud. For context, no, I'm holding holding my Amazon Fire Stick controller. Yeah, that was a whole vibe. You guys oh. missed it. Oh man, feel, vibes. I feel sorry for those that didn't get to witness that firsthand, much like I did. I mean, we did make a promise to the people. It's hoops, culture, and a whole vibe. So that's, that's, what, true. that's what we're doing. That's what well, we're there doing. was there was the whole vibe part right there. <laughs> The flames emoji. <laughs> yes, good lord. Uh, so okay, funny story. Uh, quick, quick, funny story. Um, my dad a couple years ago was like, uh, "Come to so and so's house." My dad always thinks I know everyone he's talking about, and I've maybe met them when I was once when I was like seven. Um, so I'm like, I don't know who this person is. He's like, "Oh, you've known them for X amount of years." I'm like, "I don't know who this is. Where do you want me to go?" Um, it was like a a Sunday football barbecue party at like an old friend's house of his. Right. So I'm driving to this party. It's like in, in the heart of LA. And, um, I'm like, why do I feel like I've been here? It was like a version of deja vu. And I was like, I don't think I've been here though, but I feel like I've been here many times. So I'm like driving up this big old hill and like the GPS says I'm almost there. So I parked the car and I'm like, no, I really, I really, I really have. I have been here. Who was I with? When was this? (laughs) Looking around and I'm like, no. And then all of a sudden I turn and I'm like, that house looks really familiar though. Like, where have I seen it? And then the person pulled into the driveway and just shook their head. Yes. And then it all came to me. That was the Love and Basketball house. Whoa. Across the street. That's awesome. And it looked exactly like it did in the movie. So it was Monica's house. Yeah, that, like across the street from, and the dude, the person knew why I was like looking like this because I was like, why do I? And the person just like, literally gave me like straight up from a movie, like the nod, like yep, yep. Do you switch. think that increases a house's value? You think they were able to get an extra few grand? They're like, yo, love basketball is filmed here. If I if I had a bag like that, I would be in it buying that house with a quickness. Respect. <laughs> I definitely That's hilarious. That. The <laughs> person knew why you were staring at their home. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, like damn, that looks, they even still had the basketball hoop up, everything. I was oh, like, damn. This Respect. thing. Respect. 
Like they're trying to, you know, keep maintain the the um the. They know why they bought that house. They're gonna resell it. Like this part of this house is part of cinema history. I'm saying though, um, but yeah, just a classic. I feel like it. It there's again so many quotable lines in that one. Even you know, like double or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> I also I also love when she tries to showboat and she keeps her arm up and then her coach makes her run laps with her arm up and she's <laughs> like showing off that she shot it which was a terrible decision I would have probably had to run a lot too if I took a three instead of a wide open layup yeah um, that's uh that's brave yeah bold strategy yeah ever since I saw that movie though I always had wanted one of those necklaces that says your basketball number but instead, I got one that says the year I was born in two different ways. I have one that like just says 92, and then the other one says 1992. Ooh. And uh, I definitely feel like Monica Wright every time I, uh, Respect. I put it on. So shout out to Monica Wright and Quincy McCall. Thanks, Monica and Quincy. <laughs> Thanks, Monica and Quincy. Um, I feel like on a serious note, too, Glory Road. Oh, so good. Right. I love the very first scene um, when they're all like recruited. They're all there at the school in the cafeteria, and they start playing basketball. <laughs> Two guys are holding trash cans and they're like <laughs> dunking apple cores on each other. And shit. yeah, <laughs> so I feel like funny. Glory Road is like the basketball version of Remember the Titans. Hundred percent. Right. Absolutely. Because there were yep. so many scenes that were like somehow they made them funny and then other ones that were like so heavy that you couldn't escape it but you wouldn't want to anyways because it was there was you needed to be fully present for how uncomfortable it was because of how real it was in that time you could you could tell that every actor they got for that movie had definitely played basketball yeah at a fairly high level because it is easy to spot an actor that has definitely never shot a basketball in their entire life or it's not but, even um, athletic. Yeah, yeah but yeah. those dudes all had definitely played basketball at the very least, like a varsity high school level somewhere. Yeah. Um, Big Baby Date, or no, not Big Baby. What was his name? Big Daddy Davis. Oh, Big Daddy yeah. Latin. Big yeah. Daddy Latin. <laughs> yeah. He had a pink oh, Cadillac, I think. What a movie. Another movie that was based on a real, real story. That I feel like they just really missed the mark on. Like, I would really love for them to redo this. Or maybe do, like, a 30 for 30 or something. Um, I feel like it had to be garbage in some way because it was a Disney Channel original movie. Um, <laughs> you watch your mouth. You put some respect. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, dog. You know it's garbage. Uh, double teamed. Like, oh, man. Shout out to the representation, but, like, garbage. Like, the scene at the very end where she does, like, First of all, first of all, something that's so cringy to me is like in sports movies where they they'll say that there's like eight seconds on the clock, but it's clearly like 17 minutes that goes by. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a scene at the end where she's doing some. She's obviously traveling as well because she's lifting up and moving both of her feet with like a Definitely. shuffle move, but she's in like a triple threat with the ball, and then she just throws it to the corner. And nobody's there, but then her sister who like tore her ACL appears and shoots the ball or as a decoy or something. It's something that's so unrealistic in so many ways, but I do love the representation of two women who are really great at basketball. They take their team to the ship and they win. But 
I just I feel like the those those sisters deserve um, a better Something representation more. of their story. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Better if quality. You're gonna be a, if you're gonna be immortalized in a movie, I I I gotta think Disney's pretty bottom of the barrel in that regard. Or right? At least a Disney Channel straight to TV original. Right. But okay, wait. Before we go to the miscellaneous, I know I said we were gonna go there, but this movie has to be brought up because the the reaction that you and I had when this movie's name was was mentioned um, is nothing short of spot on. Um, this movie is definitely a movie, but like in some ways it feels like a film. <laughs> the movie is Joanna Man. <laughs> oh man, what year did that even come out? Please hit us with it. It's probably yeah. so problematic now, but there's so many scenes that are so funny. Um, 2002. Man, I forgot Vivica A. Fox was in that movie. Oh, she's she's like the main woman. Yes. Um, the scene where, yes, folks, a character named Puff Smokey Smoke, <laughs> who is a rapper, <laughs> tries to talk to Joanna Mann, who Joanna Mann is actually a man but a it's man. cross-dressing and there's no there, there's no tra- this is not meant to be a trans representation or anything like that he is genuinely a man who is cross-dressing as a woman because he got kicked out of the NBA for his behavior so he thought I'm going to cross-dress as a woman to then be able to play in the WNBA because of how much I love basketball and I don't want to lose my career and then at the end, he obviously realizes how fucked up that is and how many people he let down. So then he comes clean. But while he is cross-dressing as a woman that he self-calls um, or self-names uh, himself as Joanna Man, this gentleman, Puff Smoky Smoke, comes <laughs> to Joanna and says, you a tall glass of water. And I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> And let me tell you, every time I hear it, I almost pee myself. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah. And it's Tommy Davidson that plays Puff Smokey Smoke. Tommy Davidson, he's been using Living Color, Booty Call, uh, uh-huh. Voice of the Proud Family. Um, oh, man, he, that part he, is. Oh, he's the dad, huh, in Proud Family. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I was hoping he Oscar. Was- Oscar Proud. I was hoping he was Uncle Bobby. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Who doesn't? I would love to be. If Uncle Bobby's ever sick, y'all, please let me be Uncle Bobby. <laughs> I <Ow>. agree. Even <laughs> if he's not sick, I say we get Chanel in there. Oh, my God. That would be the highlight of my life. That fool. Do you know who does that voice? Who? Cedric the Entertainer. No way. Yep, just Googled it. Cedric just became the goat for that. Yes. Uncle Bob, hey. Uncle Bob, hey. Ow. <laughs> That's good stuff. I'm dead. Um, yeah, shout out to Wong, man. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's truly... It's something. Really some, I was just going to say, it's truly <laughs> something else. It, you have to see it to believe it, genuinely. Um, you can stream it on Amazon Video. Perfect. Thank for all for the that. listeners. Thank you for that plug. Um, <laughs> as far as the miscellaneous uh, miscellaneous movies, though, I feel like we should start out with a banger. Um, yes, folks, there will be more of me quoting movies. 
Shocker. Mm. It, is, it is another language to and me. We can only hope more singing as well. <laughs> Cross your fingers. Okay. I'm just going to start out by saying what this movie is by actually saying a quote from said movie. <laughs> oh, man. What's it going to be? Show me the money! Yes! <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. freaking out on Tom Cruise in the classic Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. <laughs> oh, my God. Jerry Maguire. That's like more of a movie about a sports agent, I guess. Definitely is a movie about a sports agent and the, his journey from being at the tippity top to being at the biggity bottom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. does play a football player that his career also is, goes from being like from the miggity middle to the biggity bottom <laughs> to like a little bit of the top. The uh, miggity middle. The miggity middle to the biggity yeah. bottom, like a little bit of the tippity top. Um, off of like one game, which is kind of funny to me, but you know that's all it takes, I guess. Um, classic movie. What's her name? R- Renee Zellweger is in it. Oh, and that yep. classic line: "You had me at hello. stop, stop, just stop it. You had me at hello." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, from '96. I didn't know it was that old. Damn. Damn, indeed. We were little babies. Little, I was little curmudgeons. I was six. I was four. Yeah, you're not old yet, like me. We get it. Whatever. Uh, um, I did. I did tell you I found a singular white eyebrow today. I have a whole gray patch in my beard. Boom. <laughs> Good lord, that's my body decaying in front of my hey. very eyes. Hey y'all, um, it's Derek the producer's birthday in six days. Um, so hit him up, blow him up, blow up his inbox. And you know how else you can celebrate, Derek? You could purchase a pin. Yes. So purchase a pin. That's a quick plug. Purchase a pin, yes. eight dollars. Shout out to the Point Blake Buckets fam, which includes me and Sir Derek, as I like to call him. The um, one and only. The one and only Sir Derek. Sir Derek. He has been knighted. Uh, another classic movie. Uh, honestly, I think it's a classic uh, because the story is so fucked up. Um, I, Tanya. Mm. Yeah, that and that's one of my favorite 30 for 30s is the controversy around Tanya, Tanya Harding and um, oh no. I know, I actually I, just forgot. Just I can't forgot. recall her name. I'm the worst. I feel like um, it starts with an N. Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. Let's go. You were right. It wasn't in. Let's Um, go. For a long time, that was actually the highest viewed Olympic event um, ever recorded for like a long time. Uh, For those that may not know, Tanya Harding may or may not have put a hit out to get Nancy Kerrigan, another figure skater, hit in the knee so she wouldn't have to compete against her. Um, Margot Robbie played her in the movie, though, and did a bang up job yeah um it's always crazy to me when actors and actresses from uh, like from england like completely just like wipe out their accent and like put on like a southern twang type that's insane to me good for you guys that's ridiculous it just elba it just elba blows my mind yes my god too talented for your own good um genuinely i Tanya was a really good movie yeah definitely yeah um I, Tanya, was so good, though. 
And yeah, it's a very obscure sports story. Um, definitely not your traditional sports movie. Focuses more on the controversy itself than the actual skating. But um, really interesting. It's a really interesting story to watch the 30 for 30 on. That was a whirlwind of emotions. Well, also, too, I feel like uh, in the movie, they really emphasize like how messed up her relationship is with her mom. Yeah. And then how that also spiraled her into relationships that she had romantically. Um, yeah. Which I think just overall messed up her, her whole mental space, mental and emotional space. Um, and she was banned forever from the sport of figure skating after it was all done. Yeah. She did like a stint in like boxing and all kinds of crazy stuff. Because she dropped out of high school to pursue figure skating. Yeah. And then they were like, well, you can't do that anymore. And she just really had no options. It's a pretty crazy story. And um, the movie was really well done. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. I'd recommend that to everybody. Agreed. Um, another movie that I feel like, um, I don't want to say this. Because she wasn't an, she definitely wasn't an underdog in any way. Um, but movies that I do like that are always seem to be a hit with sports movies are movies about underdogs. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a few that I want to talk about that we talk that we talked about that we want to talk about. But um, the first one that I wanted to, to talk about is uh, Dodgeball. <laughs> oh, a true underdog story. A true underdog story. Dodge, Says it right in the tagline. Duck, dive, and dodge. Yeah. If you can dip, dodge, dive and dodge. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Boom. And that's a <laughs> fact. Vince Vaughn's wild for that one. That movie's so funny. I think Ben Stiller is arguably the most ridiculous that he's ever been in any movie. Above oh. Zoolander, even in yep. that movie. Um, because what is it? Is it the Global Gym Pythons? Something weird like that. Yeah, and just he's always in just ridiculous. He looks like he's like an extra in the movie Xenon. He's like always wearing like silver and like a very, very loud purple, which is a lot for me to say because I like purple, but purple mixed with silver is very loud. Um, I don't feel (laughs) like your outfit should talk before you do, you know? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so, but that movie is just just a classic. it was perfect for the time that it came out in. I feel like it's another one of those movies that if we watched it now, there's probably a lot of problematic things that are said and done in it. Um, but for the time, it was a classic. Um, but another, oh another like underdog movie that I feel like is timeless, actually, is Cool Runnings. Oh, yes. And yeah. another true underdog story. Classic tale of the Jamaican bobsled team. Jamaican bobsled team. That was a Disney movie, yeah. It was a Disney movie, and it had John Candy in it. God, it did. Which are to him. What a lovable man that gentleman was. I don't even think he made it to 40. I think he was like 38 or 39 when he passed. I think you're right. He was hilarious. I think one of my favorite movies he's in, though, is Uncle Buck. What What a classic film. That is, he, was, <laughs> he was 44, yeah. Oh, wow, so he did. But still, that's so young. I mean, yeah. Um, I just feel like Cool Runnings is so important in so many ways because I don't feel like there was enough movies, especially when that came out, that had that level of representation. Um, but also just, like, 
I don't know any other movies that really go into like bobsledding. Bobsledding, like I don't know very many movies that talk about like Caribbean culture. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so there's a lot of ways that like it's it's really important and it's cool and it's and it was funny and it was like light but it was heavy when it needed to be um realistic when it you know what i mean like a lot of ways that they experienced racism um and uh but it was very like digestible um i just i really liked it and it's it's a movie i feel like (laughs) is liked by anyone who watches it do you know who did the music for cool runnings Mm, i actually feel like i used to but i I don't know hans zimmer no way the guy, yeah, he did Lion King, The Dark Knight, Gladiator. Oh my God! I mean, he's Hans literally the a shit. musical genius by most people's standards. Hans Zimmer um, also does all those movies like, like uh, Something's Got to Give, and like, what's that one? It's complicated with like Meryl Streep and yeah, Angels and Demons, Hannibal, Man of Steel. Um, yeah, some like legitimate classics. He's already done the Dune movie. Um, damn, oh, the one that ju- the one that just came out on Netflix or on uh, HBO. Yeah, he's doing that one and the Dune se- Dune sequel that'll be in twenty twenty three. Wow, he's killing yeah. it. Classic, classic. Um, good for you, Hans. Good for you, Hans. Uh, another great Cinderella, sort of you know, underdog movie, is actually a movie called Cinderella Man. Mm, that'll pull at your heartstrings. Right? Russell Crowe? And, yep. and Renee Zellweger again, actually. Um, I just, I don't know. There's something about that movie. I mean, obviously, it's a timepiece. I think it's set in, like, the 40s, I want to say. Maybe the 30s. No. It's definitely the 30s, because I think it's around the Great Depression. Yeah. So, like, beginning of the 30s into the 40s. Um, and him and his family are, like, super poor and uh struggling and he's been like a struggling he like sort of has to go to the to like a certain field not a field a uh what is he what does he do i can't remember what he does he's like a day laborer at a um at a stock like a port like ships unloading ships and things that's right but like if he doesn't get picked to work that day then he's out of work yeah sucks to suck yeah um but yeah, I just I love the way that it's shot and the storyline and the build up. Um, it's kind of slow at first, but I feel like it's it's meant to be, and it's like it's it builds, it perfectly builds up the story that way. Yeah, it definitely um, does. That is right. a great movie. Mm-hmm. I would actually be curious to see what the Rotten Tomatoes score on that one is. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna say there's no way the critics didn't give it at least an eighty. I'm gonna say eighty four. Let's find out. And Cinderella Man clocking in at audience score 91, critic score of 80. Ooh, and um, right. you doesn't get much better than that for the Rotten Tomato critics because they are ruthless. Ruthless. I think Lord. a part of your soul has to be missing, honestly. That's a for fact. Tomatoes. Good <laughs> Lord. Like Ooh. you may actually have to be a little bit of a Rotten Tomato yeah. <laughs> what an insult. You're a rotten ass tomato, dude. Get out of my face. Um, before we talk about this next movie, because this next movie is also boxing related, but before we get to that one, I really just want to give a shout out to Bring It On. Um, 
because <laughs> Bring It On actually had gave me made me have more respect for cheerleading because when I was younger I didn't think that cheerleading was a sport um and then honestly too in the last couple years Netflix came out with this documentary I think it was literally just called cheer uh about this woman who runs a community college cheer program out of somewhere in Texas um and it is ruthless uh the training that these individuals go through um the just everything that they do as far as gymnastics um their flexibility their coordination the amount of focus and determination they have to have is remarkable um in bring it on they don't do as many stunts and things like that to really show that level of of cheerleading i would say but bring it on is an absolute classic um and gabrielle union and the east compton clovers really made me feel like that kind of bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually met Gabrielle Union when I was like nine or 10, when that movie was like out. Uh, and I was so starstruck. Little did I know she was going to grow up to be the badass woman that she is. Uh, and is also married to one of the greatest basketball players out there um, in Dwayne Wade. Um, and it's just an all around amazing human. So you love to see it. You know, someone that you grew up like envying and just, just admiring um grows up to be just a phenomenal human so shout out to gabrielle union uh and the bring it on crew so there are six bring it on movies i was not aware of that the rest of them are heinous uh one of them is (laughs) racist (laughs) one of the one of them is incredibly racist uh the one with the one with hayden panettere and solange it's the fact that you knew right away which one i was talking about Yeah. Um, but yeah, bring it on. Classic, classic, classic film. Um, but the movie I was going to talk about that is also boxing related. I don't know. You haven't seen this yet, have you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is like brand new. I think it just came out on Friday, to be honest. Um, it's Halle Berry's new movie. It's the first movie she's ever directed. It's called Bruised. You can watch it on Netflix. Um, it's about two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, a true film uh, in the sense of the length and also just the quality. Uh, Incredible. It brings up a lot of really necessary, uh, really meaningful topics. Um, Abuse on all levels, Um, mental, physical, emotional abuse, uh, alcohol, alcoholism. Um, There's drug abuse. Uh, She's majorly an underdog because she was previously a, um, champion UFC fighter. Um, there was a fight that she dropped out of um, in kind of a shocking way. And so they, everyone just started, you know, talking poorly of her and doubting her abilities. And I think it's been like 10 years since she was in a fight. So people just completely forgot about her. And she uh, is like super poor and struggling and not very sure of herself and her identity. Um, there's also really great uh, queer representation and the dynamics of a relationship that she enters into. Um, and her just sort of finding herself in a lot of different ways. It's really, really well done. Um, honestly, made me cry. Uh, really, really great. But it's also nice because it doesn't end the way that you think it would. So, um, but in a good way. So it's not as predictable as most sports stories are. So that's all I will say about, about that. So I don't want to give too much away. But it's so highly, new. highly recommend. It's so new it doesn't even have a Rotten Tomatoes score yet. I'm sure, give it another, like, week or two, 
because I remember we looked up King Richard, which we can talk about that as well. Um, did you end up watching King Richard? I did. Isn't it great? Nailed it. Good Lord. Will Nailed Smith it. killed that one. That's one of my favorite Will Smith performances in quite some time. Woo, King Richard coming in at a 98 audience score and a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics score. Damn. Woof. I think they... a slept on a slept on quote in that movie is he leans in to have Serena give him a kiss before he takes Venus to training. And Serena's like super upset, obviously, that she's not going. Is that first that first trainer that they go to see? Yeah. And he literally goes, Don't you put no mean on my face? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm gonna start saying that to my niece all the time. <laughs> Don't you put no mean on my face. <laughs> Don't you <laughs> Will Smith's good for some clever lines. I always wonder if shit like that's written or if people, because Will Smith's crazy talented and definitely capable of kind of improving pretty legendary stuff. I always wonder if that's written or if that's just great goats doing goat things. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I have three more movies I think we should talk about. Two of them sort of go hand in hand, and then the last one is a bit of a dynasty. Um. So the two movies I think we should talk about that were came out around the same time, but three very different sports uh, include rollerblading, mm. um, surfing, and snowboarding. Oh, y'all know we stand, we stand a Disney Channel original movie on this year podcast. So we're talking about Brink and Johnny Tsunami. Indeed, man, uh, love Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami is a classic. Uh, yes. What are the two things? Urchins and the skies. And the sky. I always forget the skies. The skies are the dicks, right? They're like the yeah. They're the skier, skier guys. Skier guys who are like very elitist. I feel like um, yes. And then the urchins are Johnny and what's that other guy? Jonathan. Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No. No. Um, Sam. I think his name is Sam. His name is Sam, but what is his real name? Oh, I know he was the jet, famous Jet Jackson. Um, that guy actually killed himself. Um, I was gonna say a few years ago, Lee Thompson. Lee Thompson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the show, The Famous Jet Jackson? I do. It was great. It was mm. classic. It was classic. I do remember hearing that about him too. Johnny Tsunami, I feel like, goes into so many. I don't know. There's just, there's so much Johnny Tsunami gave us. <laughs> Johnny <a> Tsunami. <laughs> That's a fact. That's uh, the only reason I started snowboarding. No, it um, isn't. Please tell I me promise. you bought one of those hats. Please tell me you bought one of those hats. I never owned one of those hats. It's always been one of the bigger regrets of my life. Oh, I man. owned um, some pretty weird hats when those were like real popular in the late 90s. But I never had the ones where it looked like they had like kind of like dreadlock things oh, hanging yeah. down. I think I had one that had a bunch of uh, had a bunch of spikes sticking up at them at one point. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> yeah, a, but I never such a dude, bro. Yeah, dude, for sure. Um, yeah, like when that movie came out, I watched it and rocked my world. And I was like, Mom, I need a snowboard for Christmas, and I don't ruin my life and not give me one. <laughs> So she came through in a big way and hooked me up with my first snowboard, which still hangs um, in the bar that my dad built in our basement. There you go. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, Johnny Tsunami, oddly enough, very influential because I still snowboard pretty <laughs> as often as I can to this day. So. You know, I wish I could say the same about Brink, uh, but a, a bitch can't roller skate. So roller skate or roller blade. I did buy roller skates at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, have they seen the light of day? No, sir. Mm. Um, very afraid I'm going to break my face. But I will mm. say I did want to be said soul skater respect didn't we all um team x blades yeah. yeah i grew up yeah where there was mostly grass and gravel um we had one big flat concrete area but that was was big enough for basketball but not really big enough to get your rollerblade racing on yeah i feel that I feel yeah that. um the last movie that i want to talk about is a series of movies um if you're still with us, y'all, I appreciate you. I understand we and this is lengthy, but we had to talk about these great, great movies. Um, but the last set of movies I wanted to talk about is uh, the the Mighty Duck Dynasty. Oh, one of my faves. Right. Oh um, man. I just feel like we just, we just the Minnesota the Minnesota Miracle Man comes back to coach a group of youth misfits to. Hockey supremacy. That was I feel a like you just read explanation. <laughs> that was all off the top, all off the top of the dome. I was gonna say you just—I realized that that just came right off the top of your dome, but that literally sounded like a way better version of a Google description of the Mighty Ducks. That's what I do. That's why I'm a super producer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, someone on Wikipedia said the Mighty Ducks is an American media franchise. Amen. Boom. I wish more than anything, my like, growing up, like hockey is not like kids playing hockey is just not a thing here. Yeah. I wish more than anything I could have played hockey in my youth. I feel like I'd have been a whole other man. Could have been a whole different person. Okay, um, wait. This, this is what you usually do. I'm going to hit you with it. What do you think the original Mighty Ducks Rotten Tomatoes score is? Oh, gosh. <laughs> the critic score or audience score? Uh, let's go with the critic score. Uh, I bet they were harsh. I'm going to say like a 35. 21. Oh, <laughs> almost into the teens. That hurts yep. my soul. Yeah. Uh, what was the, uh, what was the audience score? Audience score still wasn't that great. It was a 65. Oh, sounds like that audience is uninformed. Oh, and, and out the, with bad intentions. Oh, but dude, the second one got worse. Uh, second no. one was twenty percent uh, critic score, fifty nine percent audience oh. score. Okay, but what you didn't tell me, which is the best part of Rotten Tomatoes, is when it's really bad. There's a bowl or like a, a bucket of popcorn oh, that's spilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're ruthless, dude. They really don't give a damn. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes wakes up and chooses violence every single day. Of Literally their every day. I feel like you just said that Johnny Tsunami encouraged you to to snowboard. Rotten Tomatoes would not encourage me to be a director. <laughs> yeah, no, they're a bunch of haters over there, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like. Uh, I feel like Mighty Ducks is just a classic. And I feel like the ending scene in the first one where they like, they're like, it's just so 90s and they come together and they, they fist oh, yeah. bump. And then there's a golden like, 
rod of light yes. that comes out. So classic. Quack, 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 quack. Bangers, dude. <laughs> Love it's, it. It's so bad. Goldberg. Yes. Gold. <laughs> Goldberg. He like farted or he like ate something they didn't want him to eat or I don't know. So he's or all but... of the above. Probably all of the above. Yeah. Goldberg was a menace to society, dude. I love that guy. <laughs> Keenan Thompson was in the first one and the second one. I, th- I think he was in all three, maybe. Keenan Thompson and the guy, uh, what's his name? Jesse Smollett, who then yeah. went on to be oh. in, in Empire and he was very much problematic. And Goldberg has <laughs> yes. gone on. Goldberg was epic in Mighty Ducks. In life, he has gone on to be incredibly problematic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, Mighty Ducks, classic, classic trilogy. Um, yeah. But I think with that being said, I feel like we can uh, we can let the people be where they may. What do you think? Yep, that's a perfect perfect way to end it. It's just a classic trilogy. Agreed. Of- Good overcoming evil in the world of hockey. Agreed. Um, to round things out, as we as we usually do, um, again, friendly reminder, follow the pod on Instagram and Twitter at point underscore buckets. Again, that's at point underscore buckets. Uh, we will put the information for you to leave us a voicemail, show us some love, ask us some questions, give us some feedback. Um, if you would like your voicemail to be featured on the pod, you can reach out to us directly or just let us know in the voicemail. Um, friendly reminder that the pins are available for pre-order. They will be officially in stock this Thursday, December the 2nd of the year of our Lord 2021. Um, <laughs> stickers will also be uh, purchased soon as well, so keep an eye out for that being in the pipeline. Uh, and also the website coming soon. Y'all already know it's about to be full wegs because uh, Sir Derek is on, is on the task. Um, and then again, friendly reminder and shout out about our, uh, about our shout outs, really. Um, Hella T at Hella T Oakland, uh, Hella T.com for your delicious loose leaf tea that is inspired by Bay Area, Bay Area hip hop and culture. Um, so, you know, hit them up for your steep curry, your E40, your I got chat on it and your T-shirt. Cause you know what? It, like I said, <laughs> and I mean it, I say it with my chesticles. It is the best tea I've ever had. Um, and of course, <laughs> hit up my boy Derek for all of your custom sites and app needs. Um, so, with that being said, I'm going to leave y'all to what you need. And uh, Derek, anything you want to say to the people? Nope. Bye to the people, as always. Thank you for listening. All right, I want to give a personal shout out to my boy Derek. He is turning 31 and 101 in six uh, days. So, big, 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 big shout out to my guy. Very appreciative. Very grateful. And uh, I'm a big birthday person. So. Uh, like I said, flood his inbox with uh, happy birthdays. Um, but we love y'all, and we will talk to y'all soon. Have a great week. Stay safe. Um, and uh, stay loving. So we'll see you on the flip. Bye now.